What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. I am flying solo today. I'm your host, Dr. Peter Bolton. And with us, excited to call him a friend and someone who's been on the podcast before. It looks like it was about March of 2018. One of the foremost experts in the world, and that's not a joke, in local search. Darren Shaw, he owns a company in Canada called Whitespark. Ca, which I highly recommend everyone listening, check it out because it's got a lot of tools and, and tips and just real clean interface to kind of get some stuff. So Darren is my go-to in terms of looking for local search. And as I teach others, you know, when, we, when I teach at the summits and stuff like that about marketing, Darren is kind of the guru who helps, who helped uh, craft some of my knowledge. And um, anyway, Darren, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's always a pleasure chatting with you, Peter, about local SEO stuff. Yeah. You know, Darren, you, you have joined the small elite crowd of those who have been on the uh, prestigious Bulletproof Dental Practice podcast two times now. Two times. Oh, it's, it's, a very, re- it's a very guest. small group, but, um, mm-hmm. but yes, but yes. So I was looking at our podcast, I was listening to, because I do a lot of research for the podcast, I was looking at the podcast of what we had done and talked about in 2018 to say, to kind of think like, what's changed? Because, you know, on online marketing and things like that, things change pretty rapidly, right? Yep. Especially in the social space. So what I was thinking was like, how much has, has changed? And honestly, you had a lot back then was, is pretty, pretty true today, I think. Would you agree that, that there hasn't been these revolutionary new changes in the local SEO space? I would definitely agree with that. And I would say like, you could almost make that statement anytime you ever talk about local search, even going back to like 2010, it has not changed a lot, but there's like little things, little tweaks, but the fundamentals often just stay the same. Darren, I actually thinking of you saying local search, can you do me a favor and just kind of illustrate because, you know, I live in the marketing space a lot and you live in the marketing space a lot. And we throw terms around like local search, like everyone should know what the hell that means. Can you bifurcate and just say like, you know, everyone's heard of SEO, but can you, can you distinguish? Yes. All the worlds play together online, if you will, right? Like social plays with this plays, you know, local plays with organic, but can you kind of like tell us globally what the difference is between the two? Yeah, hundred percent. So the local search is really focused on ranking in the map pack. So you run a search for dentist city, you see the little three pack that has the map at the top and then the three listings. So Mm -hmm. local search as an industry is focused on that, that map pack. And then beyond the map pack, if you click more places, you'll go to what's called the local finder. And it's just like, how do I rank in that? How do I rank in maps? And so the other search is all the blue links underneath that. That's like traditional SEO. How do I get my website ranking in Google? Um, local search is focused on how do I get my GMB listing ranking in the local pack Mm -hmm. or local maps. So that's kind of the differentiating uh, factor between traditional SEO and local SEO, which is local search. Good. So, and in, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of focusing on some of the tactics for one, 
can usually, you know, they live synergistically. Is that yeah. a true or false statement? It is true. Yeah, it's, it is true. And it's like, in order to rank really well in the local pack, you can't ignore that organic side of things. So your website's very important for ranking in the local results. Mm-hmm. And your links to your website are also very important for ranking in local results. Yeah, so that's a good thing. I'm glad you're talking about that. So, you know, when, we, when people talk about SEO, right, you, usually they're talking about in the context of your website and how many little inbound links you have, um, you know, your on-page SEO, meaning how well your site is structured, um, even things down to, you know, are your images coded correctly and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so what would the components be of, of a local SEO, right? It's yeah, so reviews. local SEO has five pillars. The two of them you just mentioned, your website, content, optimization. Mm-hmm. The second thing being the links to your website. So that actually does factor into local. But then local has these three extra things. And those are your reviews on Google and reviews on other sites around the web. Uh, your GMB listing itself, like, uh, you know, the business name, like keywords in your business name is a big ranking factor, though you're not supposed to spam that. They should be legit. Um, your categories that you have selected in GMB and then behavioral metrics, like are people engaging with your GMB listing? Are they looking at your photos? Are they reading your posts? All that kind of stuff has an impact as well. And then uh, the third thing on the local side would be citations. And so a citation is a listing with your business's name, address, and phone number around the web. And typically that's on sites like yellowpages.com or Yelp or you know Healthgrades. All of those that mention your business's name, address, phone number, those are called citations. So the more of those you have, the more reviews you have, and the more enhanced and optimized your GMB listing is, those three things combined with the website content and links, now, you, now you're starting to really rock it in local search. Yep. You're ranking, outranking your competition. So, you know, your industry kind of, you guys refer to it just as NAP, you know, and, you, and it's an acronym for name, address, and phone number. What I found had super interesting as I dove into the local SEO kind of uh, wormhole was that the discrepancies across the web, whether it was phone numbers when I used call tracking numbers, yep. uh, addresses where sometimes the syntax was different. And ideally, correct me if I'm wrong, you want to make sure that the, that, that the address that Google has is replicated at scale. Address, name, address, and phone numbers is from your GMB profile is, is replicated at scale to all these other syndicated sites like the Yelp. You just want to make sure there's continuity so that Google knows, yes, these are, this is you and I'm going to give you credit for this citation. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because it's a, it's a thing in local search that uh, has, has kind of come around through the ages, like since the very beginning. And so name, address, phone number, consistency. So making sure it's the same name, address, and phone number on all those business listings has traditionally been one of these things that people always say, oh, you really got to make sure you have it right. That used to be true and it's less true today. And the reason it's less true today is because Google has gotten way more sophisticated at matching. And so if in the past you had a different phone number on a listing, then you kind of wouldn't get credit for it. It's like, it's almost like a link that was going to a different website. It's like you didn't get the credit for it. But these days, Google's matching algorithm has gotten a lot smarter. So if it's got the same name, the same website URL and the same address, but a different phone number, Google still knows that's actually your business and you'll still get credit for that citation. It used to not be the case. Cause I remember it used to not to... be the case. Yeah. Okay. So, so they've gotten the, the AI has gotten better, right? The, uh, yeah, fuzzy, it has gotten the fuzzy better. Tech then, has gotten better. 
Another thing that people go way too far on is really worrying about little tiny tweaks with their address in terms of consistency. So like one site will list it with suite number 307 mm -hmm. and then the other site will list it with like STE 307 or number sign 307. Those little discrepancies you don't have to worry about because Google does something called address normalization. It's almost like the, all the different versions of the addresses that they find on the internet, it goes into this funnel and then at the bottom it comes out with this sort of canonical address because they all kind of normalize to the postal address. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so actual like little discrepancies in your name, like whether this is first or last, like abbreviations, all that stuff is, is totally fine or, or in your address. So can you, you know, I find Darren, when I have focused more on what am I trying to say? I think that for local businesses like a dentist, I think really putting a true emphasis on those components of local search is really important because obviously we are offering services with geographic specificity, right? Yep. So when, when people type in, which is a common thing, people get on Google and they send dentist near me, Google is saying, all right, number one, I know where you are. And number two, there's a dentist three miles away, right? Mm -hmm. So some of that you can't, so put a pin in that for a second versus I can rank for um, keyword terms that are agnostic of where you are, meaning I can rank in California for the term Atlanta dentist, Atlanta cosmetic dentist, right? But I can't really fool Google into saying, hey, make me be the guy in the top of the map pack for everything, no matter where someone's located, if they're typing that word. Does, am I describing that? Do, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. And so that is what we call the proximity factor. So mm -hmm. how close, like if, if I was, if I, if I did a walk down the street, and in fact, I did this exact case study, I, I drove to get my groceries and I stopped every couple blocks and pulled over to the side and I would run a search for like dentists, right? And so you would, it's unbelievable how much the results change. Like, wow. honestly, every, every hundred feet, you're going to get different results because Google is always trying to, to show you, be like, oh, you're looking for a dentist? Well, look, there's one right across the street. Or, you know, you go down here. Oh, you're looking for a dentist? Well, here are the three that are closest to you. And so being close to the actual searcher is a really strong signal. But it doesn't mean that you are handcuffed to only that as a, as a strategy. Because you will find there are prominent dentists in every city that tend to pull from a much wider radius. Right. And that's, yeah. that's what local search can do for you. So when you actually invest in it and you, you build up your authority... Okay in your city it's like google's like it's going to increase your umbrella of what you can kind of show in almost right yeah google's going to be like okay here are the two that are closest to you but, but here's man, the badass one <laughs> this dentist he's got seven thousand reviews and mm -hmm. he's mentioned on all the news and he's got like a you know a hundred thousand websites on the internet are mentioning this one you probably want to check this one out too and so that's actually where you can break proximity. And so you can't expect to rank in the entire city in the local pack, right. but you can expect to expand your radius with local search tactics. All right, all right. We hope everyone is getting massive value from listening to this podcast. If you are, we're gonna ask a couple things in return. First, review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, the easiest way is to pick up your phone, open the podcast app, Click on the album art and then scroll all the way through the episodes and you'll see review at the bottom. Go ahead and bang out the stars that we deserve. 
Second thing, if you haven't signed up for our text uh, list to get notified of special offers or the next summit or whatever it may be, uh, make sure to text the words bulletproof to 33777. That's 33777 and the word is bulletproof. Third thing is we've got the book, as most of you all know, but we've also got the audible version that Dr. Spodak spent three days in studio and it was an arduous task and he crushed it. He really should be an an audible book episode. That's it, everyone. Hope you're having a great day and we'll see you soon. Interesting. Interesting. So let me ask you, what, what effect... Is it just quantity of reviews or does it actually factor in good versus bad? Uh, It does factor in what we call sentiment analysis. So that's like, are people complaining about this or that? And another huge factor actually is keywords in the reviews. Mm. And one tip I always like to tell uh, business owners is when you send your review ask, also ask them to mention what service they had because then you're, you're getting those keywords. So if someone talks about Invisalign or someone talks about crowns, then what ends up happening is if someone goes crowns city, then all of, let's say there's a dentist that has 150 reviews that all mention crowns, that can give you more prominence for that specific term. Just in the text or actually in the title of their review? Because you know how you get a chance to write, I don't know if it's the first words that become the title, but sometimes the title becomes yeah, the so keyword or? Just in the text. In, in the, the title text, probably right. helps a little bit. In Google, I don't believe you can put it like a, a yeah, title, I, I, as you say that other sites will let you do that. Okay, okay. Okay. And, and also it's important to diversify your review asks, make sure you're asking on not just one site. So, so some people make this mistake where they've signed up for something like Trustpilot and they just put mm-hmm. all the reviews over there mm-hmm. and they're not focusing on Google. Google's obviously, in my opinion, the number one site, you should put your majority there, 100%. but then sprinkle some other sites out there. So it's like every fourth review ask, send it to one of these other sites. So that way you're getting that prominence. That's probably about the ratio we do as well. Honestly, we look at, you know, obviously Google drives everything. So we focus the line, these, the 80, 20 rule, let's just put it that way. Right. Yep. That's great. So 80% of our reviews were asking for Google, especially when we see, and, and I do mine organically. I don't, I don't outsource it to a service like po- my, my review ask. I don't outsource it to like a podium or a bird eye. It yep. just never worked well for me. And I like that personal, I, the person who has the relationship asking for the review as opposed to a piece of software. Just, I know I'm a little oddly old school in that aspect. Um, but um, I kind of lost my train of thought as I was thinking about a million things of saying that, but but uh, diversifying across different review sites. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, but especially if I see a Gmail address, right. As, as their email, yeah. because then it's a quick, it's literally two buttons and then they're, and they can be, I mean, it's literally 30 seconds and the review is done for them. And we mm-hmm. kind of tell them that, you know, but if it's something else, or I found out that they are a quote unquote, a Yelper, then I will leverage that to let them do, I say, you know, if you, if you don't have a Yelp account, do not bother and set that up because it will be screened and we will never see your review. But if you are a Yelper, then I, I would really love you to leverage your review on Yelp versus uh, Google because we just, you just can never get reviews to stick on Yelp. <laughs> yeah, unless they're really active. Unless they're an active Yelper. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Unless they're a Yelper and they have history yeah. and they've already had reviews posted, yeah. People think that you can like, oh, I signed up for a Yelp account and left you a review. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was a waste of time. Totally. totally. If they, if <laughs> because just they're up. all filtered. You know, they, they're there, but no one will ever freaking see them.
Yeah, um, Yelp's filter is really aggressive. And man, so it is. It sucks. Unless the person is leaving a ton of reviews and they're active and they're always signing into the app, then then your your review is probably not going to stick. Yep, people are pretty down on Yelp right now in terms of the, uh, especially in the ad space, people spending. Me too. Yelp sucks. Yelp sucks. <laughs> I am not saying worst. that. Just in case they're listening, because I do run few little things on that so just kidding yeah. like you know it could be a real prominent business booster but uh their aggressive sales tactics aggressive me. yes and their aggressive filter bugs me too it's like oh come on like that was that's a legit review from a real customer why are you filtering it it's funny though in dentistry and i'm guilty of this as well like sometimes you throw things you you get aggressive with your marketing and then you know yes, you should track things and know where your clicks are coming from and then know, but sometimes you don't know what's worked. And so I just confession is that I did a lot of things with Yelp and we were getting the new patients that I was targeting in terms of the numbers, but I was almost too afraid to pull back on that. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until COVID happened where I just stopped everything for a second yep. and was like, all right, I'm just going to recalibrate here and see what our spend is. Cause it was getting out of control. Yep. And ironically, I haven't turned the Yelp back on and our new patient numbers are are higher than they've ever been. Um, so I don't know if the data is there other than just, you know, don't ever be afraid to turn the faucet off. But I know when I, cause I talk to colleagues that sometimes yep. we just get so, so scared to turn off the lifeblood of our practice that we set it and forget it mm -hmm. and only add to our spend as opposed to quantify what's actually yielding results. Sure. And that's a dangerous proposition because look, we're busy doing dentists. We're busy running a business, right? We don't have time to sit at the computer and say like, okay, this click came from here and then it went to here and then it spent money. Like no one, ain't no one got time for that. Totally. <laughs> well, so, you know, going back to your comment about um, citation consistency, mm -hmm. Yelp is one that, especially if you have any kind of ad spend, I would not stress about the citation consistency and I would get call tracking set up. So you can use a service like CallRail and get a special call tracking number that you put on your Yelp listing. Got that it. way you can actually quantify it and you can know how many calls are we getting from Yelp. We're spending whatever X thousand well, they a month. say they do it for you. Should I not trust their data, Darren? Well, they may have put a call tracking number on for you if you have a paid account and that's yeah, part of your package. But if they didn't, you might want to consider. Uh, that's a good, that's a good idea, right? Yeah. Because um, I've always been in opposition of a lot of call tracking numbers simply for the fact that I tell people it messes up your nap. And now everyone knows what nap is. If you've been tuning in, your experts now in local search, yeah. it screws it up across, and, you know, because you never know what's going to pick, be picked up and then can just confuse things at scale. Right. Um, so so that's a good tip is only use it in areas where you actually really want to track and test, um, you know, and quantify what's, what your ad spend is on. Yeah. Um, you don't want to overdo it. Like I have seen real messes where like a right. company has put a call tracking number on every site on the internet and yep. that's a disaster or landing but, pages. Even you can see them so far as like landing pages. Yeah. Which yeah, is landing pages. Actually, if it's on your own website, it's usually a safe way to do it because it's called dynamic number insertion where it's like, mm -hmm the page loads and then what Google would see is like the first paint of the page. But then after the whole thing loads, it replaces the number. And so oh. Google only sees that number, but the visitors see the call tracking number. So, the so, they do that so it doesn't that. mess up anything in terms of a, of a citation thing. It actually is dynamic. That's interesting. Yeah. So we, if you used like call rail and use their little widget, it does it that way so that it doesn't actually mess up your call tracking. So Darren, has anything changed in terms of like what, so I know you're yeah. about to host a conference, right? Um, that yep. you're going to tell, uh, tell our listeners kind of, it's a virtual, of course, COVID, COVID everything right now. 
um, yep. we're going to talk about. But like, for instance, what has changed? Like, what have you seen being the newest rage in your space from between 2018 when you were on the podcast last sure. and now? The biggest thing for sure is a nonstop launch of new features in Google My Business. And so what I've seen a lot of businesses is that they set up their Google listing five years ago mm -hmm. and they I haven't never touched it again. And so this is like, you have no idea what's in there now. It's like, you can post products and your product can actually be services. So you can be like, here's a product and it's Invisalign. Here's a product, it's crowns. Here's a product, it's, you know, orthodontics, whatever it is, you can actually create that. And these products have massive visibility on your listing. Mm -hmm. So there's a, been a huge shift between like your basic listing, which is just name, address, phone number, your link to your website, maybe a couple photos. That's honestly 80 to 90% of every Google listing out there looks like that. Then yeah, people set it and forget it, right? They, they just, did it a long time ago because they had no idea that in the past three years, Google has given you, they've exploded Google My Business with like a ton of features. You can add products, you can do posts, you can add your services, you can uh, um, actually do bookings through GMB. So there's so much stuff you can do in GMB and hardly anyone is taking advantage of it. Actually, one of the presentations at our conference um, we did a full data crawl of over 72 categories in the top 100 cities in the US and the top 100 cities in Canada. So we looked at over 700,000 businesses and I just pulled the data for dentists before the podcast so I could see like what percentage of dentists are actually using these features. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's like, uh, what is it? What is it? I'll tell you, let me give you some data. I'm going to pull up my spreadsheet here. Only 2% of dentists across the US and Canada, we, uh, over a set of 20,000 plus dentists are using products, 2%. And so- you, When you say using products, you mean the product feature on GMB. That's what I mean. So if yeah. you look at the GMB listing, if you have products, they show up really prominently and they really help make your listing stand out. Another one that's a bit mind blowing are Google Posts. So Google Posts are, they, it's like a Facebook post on your Google listing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know you're using them, you're up on all this stuff, but so many dentists aren't. In fact, uh, only 6% of those dentists have an active post right now, 6% across the entire country. So it's nuts. And so that means Atlanta Dental Spa, who is doing it, when someone's browsing the GMB, you know, they're looking through the local results, your listing totally stands out. Imagine two websites. Website one is, is just like, name, address, phone number, and a picture. Like, and then website two has all this content and talks about all the cool stuff they do. It has a whole services section. You can see all that. You can look at videos. You can, you can uh, look at all their photos. Which, which uh, dentist are you gonna go to? The one with the fully built out website, really awesome website, or the one that has like nothing to say? I have a theory about this, Darren. Remember Google Plus? Of course you do, but some mm -hmm. of the listeners there remember Google Plus. And Google, that's probably the first time in their life they've ever really experienced a loss or, you know, a big, a big L in terms of like Facebook <laughs> and Yelp and everything. They just, it's just a product that didn't work. Yep. And I think they got their feelings hurt so bad that they're like, look, we're going to make GMB. And then those who actually use it, we're going to actually give you all a lot of, lot of, lot of uh, preferential treatment because, because we're not getting an, another L in this, in this big world. 
They, they are building the hugest W uh, with Google that you've ever seen. And there are, there's really good data. Mike Blumenthal has put out showing the growth of Google and the decline of Yelp and Facebook in the local business space. They are winning that space so, so hard because uh, particularly it's their local guides program. So uh, people are incentivized with points. I've it's like seen a, that. I've it's seen a some gamified system to add photos, add reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, help other people discover new businesses all through the Maps app. And so their local guides program has really built up and you'll see the review growth. Uh, GatherUp is a company that does uh, like reputation management of review acquisition software. And you can see the growth of reviews on Google has just exploded and Yelp is losing so bad. Like Yelp used to have much more of a dominance in the space. But now everyone's just going to Google to leave reviews and businesses are sending people to Google to leave reviews and they're not sending them Yelp anymore because Yelp shot themselves in the foot when they, too strict. they made their filter so strict. And so yeah. Yelp will slowly die off. Google's going to win. And, Google, and it's, it's like people are actually using the Maps app on their phone for discovery now. I do it's that. Like, I do that. It's, a, it's, it's kind of a new As shit. a user, I do that. Yeah. You know, before you might have used TripAdvisor or you might have mm-hmm. gone to your Yelp app. You'd be like, oh, what restaurant should I go to? Um, but now it's like Google Maps app has become so prominent and it's been it's become such a great resource. Because now it's a search it's engine almost. It's really awesome. And so huge W there. They're winning. So let me, I, I kind of cut you off and I didn't know if you were done with like, because you were kind of talking about the ways in which things were changing. And I, I, yeah. I want to make sure that I don't derail you in, in this. Yeah, I would say, so GMB, getting in there, optimizing your listing, that's a huge change, huge opportunity for every dentist. I think that those numbers I presented, only 2% have products, only 6% are actively using posts. Uh, Another one that's a little bit mind-blowing is that Google has a little link in your GMB profile for book an appointment. Mm -hmm. How many people, how many dentists are using that? Um, Sub sub 10%. It's not that bad, but it's... (laughs) Only 28%, okay. 28%. That means 75% of dentists could have a direct link to, uh, to booking an appointment on their Google listing, but they haven't done it. Isn't so, that a third party service they utilize? I mean, how do they? There's, there's two things. There's one, it's called the appointment URL. And it's just like you put a, a link to your website where people can schedule appointments. The other appointments one is on your site itself, right? Yeah. So you're just linking yep. to your, yep. your website. Okay. The other piece of it is the actual booking engine. And that's mm-hmm. kind of new and not everyone has that, but you can then, you have to connect with a third party. So it depends on what system you use for your bookings, but right. you can turn that on too, which is fantastic. Cause then you actually book right on Google. You actually, you think, and then the calendar comes up, it's like right there and you just choose your time slot and you choose your service and, and you're booked, right? And 28% of dentists are utilizing that. 28% have an appointment URL. Hmm. And so yeah, that number is not bad considering the other two numbers. That's shocking to me high in terms of what you, the, the previous two data points you'd given. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other data points are the biggest concern because this is a funny thing. This is the way I like to, this is my analogy for Google posts. How many of you are spending money on Google ads? Probably a vast percentage mm-hmm. of you. Let's say Google said, hey, do you want free advertising on Google? How many of you would say yes? You'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, totally, I would do it. That's what Google posts are. It's a free ad. You right. can put a nice, beautiful image. You can have it link it right to your website. It's free advertising on Google and 
only 6% of people are taking Google's free ads and putting those ads on their listing. It's, it's really phenomenal. We treat it in rotation as meaning get a piece of content. We treat it as rotation to the same way we do Facebook, the same way we do Instagram, right? It's on rotation, the same kind of context of treatment. It's not social per se, but we definitely want to leverage it in terms of if it's a service, you know, like we talked about in the mastermind, Darren was on our mastermind call the other night for the the clients that we, that we work one-on-one with. And also, you know, like I told him the summit, if Google's got the feature offered, they're not doing it because they just want to be nice. They're doing it because there's actually going to be an advantage to you complying with them taking advantage of their tech. Yeah. 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 The, basically, they're doing it to win. To it's, win. Right. Yeah. They just want to be. And if the, you play the game, then the sometimes you can win too. Yeah. And this just happened. You can now start getting this Google guaranteed badge on your GMB listing. This is. I saw that. What is that about? Out and you got to pay 50 bucks a month for it. And so then it's a program you can enroll in. And so I don't think it's come out. I don't dentists. think it's for dentists, though. Not it's, yet, but oh, it's coming. Guaranteed. Really? Guaranteed. Yeah. And so you will, they're, they're monetizing that stuff, right? So Google's added all these features, getting people hooked uh, on, you know, wow, Google is mm-hmm. a really great platform for driving business. You want to make it even better? 50 bucks a month. I saw that badge and I was like, and who wouldn't shit, pay 50 this. bucks a month, right? For that. Yeah. Little- right. I was like, we're getting this. And it was like, it wasn't for service industries. It was for uh, just, you know, items or something. I couldn't remember. No, it was like only certain things like, uh, like services, like lawn landscaping or something. I can't remember what it was, but it was very, very commoditized, uh, you know, uh, services that you would get. A lot of the home services. Home like services. Plumbing, That's what I was looking plumbing for. Plumbing and yep. furnace repair yep. and all that kind of stuff. They, that is... Uh, that's where they've really rolled this out uh, in what's called the local services ads. And then there, actually a separate, there is a separate like pack that appears first. It's like, these are all the Google guaranteed plumbers in your area and here's mm-hmm. the local pack. And so I, everyone pretty much thinks, everyone in local search thinks that they're rolling that out to pretty much every category. Really? Dentists, professional services like dentists, absolutely. That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's coming. And then if you didn't do it now, like, okay, I'm looking for a new dentist in my city. Here's 20 that are guaranteed. And here's, you know, the other 400 that are not guaranteed. Who am I going to call? No right? brainer. I mean, it literally, it becomes almost, we as dentists, if you're wanting to play the game, if something like that is offered, it almost becomes mandatory. 100% mandatory, which Google knows, which is why they're going to make so much money. All right. So Darren, let me, let me um, refer some people to, I want to, I want to talk about your website because it's not just a, Hey, use us, you know, give us money kind of website. You actually have a lot of tools that are free and I would encourage yep. everyone to go to whitespark.ca. It's a tool. I have to tell you, and thank you for one of the tools you created has really helped us in terms of get, getting reviews much faster because Google review process, especially if you ask for it manually is a little clunky. It is. We yeah. were experiencing it's not a direct link to your, your. Yeah, there's no. You had to navigate to here and then go here. You had to tell people what to do, right? And you you have a kind of a I don't know the exact name, but it's like Google shortcut tool or uh, Google review link generator. Yeah, Google. There you go. It's let. Yeah, that's that's a that's a mouthful. And literally, we just and you make in the saw in your in your tool on the website. You basically put in your name for where you want what your company business it pops up and then it gives you a magic link and then you just send that magic link to people and it works on mobile it works on whatever and it goes right to the start where people would start inputting stuff so it really helped um i would say our compliance went up massively when we started utilizing that tool is what i'll say our ask our ask went up massively yep, yep totally yeah and Tell so that- 
that's a free tool. Google review. Yep. You got a lot of them on there, dude. It's cool. It's it's. Uh, I love to see. You know, I know that's an inbound thing for you, and you get a lot of traffic, which yeah. then leads to your business growing. Yep. But it does serve a lot of value. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. Um, Another good free one is our review checker. So uh, you probably haven't even used this because it's fairly new, no. but you can put in your business and it's going to scan and show you all the places on the internet you have reviews. And so you'll, it'll get your Google reviews. It'll get your reviews on Facebook, whatever. So it pulls all that stuff in. So it gives you a nice report, but then it also will take your category, which let's say it's dentist and look at all the other dentists in your city and then give you a score based off of how, how are you stacking up against your competitors? And so oh, wow. it's just a free little report that That's shows cool. you, wow, look, I'm getting all these reviews on like health grades, whatever. So it'll actually pull them all in one little spot for you. It's a really cool tool. Free. So I want to give a couple of seconds. I know you're having a summit and everyone's in, you know, we as dentists have been a little deprived of, of, uh, of summits right now. I know I wasn't able to have one. Obviously you're having a virtual one. Yeah. Virtually. And as we hit record, like some of the names you mentioned, um, you know, are, are friends that you hobnob with or, but are the foremost experts in the industry and you're whole, you're, you're hosting white spark is hosting a virtual summit. I think the price point was really good and you're offering um, yeah, even further discounts for bulletproof listeners. Can you kind of unpack the curriculum, if you will, of this sure. digital uh, summit? Yeah. So I have 34 speakers, names like Mike Blumenthal, uh, Joy Hawkins, David Mim, uh, Rand Fishkin, uh, myself. I'll be releasing the local search ranking factors survey for 2020 at the summit. It's a free conference. It's, uh, it's uh, three days, September 15th to 17th. You can sign up for free and watch it be attend the live conference for free. If you wanted to have access to the recordings, we have uh, two packages, one to access them for 30 Wait, days. How, it's for, how does that work? Why, why would you hold a free? <laughs> so it's because uh, like from White Sparks perspective, I want 10,000 attendees. You want to create a virtual okay. summit. I do. Okay. It's, it's branding, it's exposure it's awesome. marketing for us. And so the, the free part is that. Okay. Uh, I'm not looking to make money off of the conference and I, I just want as many attendees as possible. So far we have uh, 15,000 or 1500 people registered. So wow. 1500 registered already. And we're, we're just kind of ramping up of our, our marketing on it. So I think it's, it's going to be a great conference. If you wanted to get access to the recordings, we have a discount for our all access passes. Uh, you just use the promo code bulletproof and you can sign up for it. It's summit.whitespark.ca. So it is just everything about I'll put that in the show notes too, everybody. Yeah. So it's summit.whitespark.ca. Um, yep. Not .com. Conference, everything, every aspect of local search is covered. Getting, how do you get more links to your website? How do you do citations properly? How do you improve your reputation, get more reviews? How do you rank in local search? It's basically of the whole conference is focused on. Darren, do you guys still work with individual companies? I mean, I know I was lucky enough early on in our relationship to work yep. with you personally. Uh, you know, or your company personally, do you guys still take on? I mean, are yeah, you we do. We, we have developed a service called our GMB management service, which mm. uh, really like all those stats that I talked about where dentists are not taking advantage of their GMB features. You can hire us. We'll do it for you. And it's inexpensive. It's only three fifty a month. And we mm. manage everything to do with your GMB. Plus we'll audit your website. We get a fantastic review strategy rolling for the, the business so we just really make sure that you shine on GMB it, and it does impact rankings, but it's also a conversion thing. Like when you look at those numbers, like 80% of dentists aren't taking advantage of these yeah. features. We make yeah. your listing stand out against the competition. And so you drive more leads from Google. That's the whole service. It's 350 a month. 
then you can sign up at the website. Oh, and I got a 10% discount for uh, listeners for, for this as well. Same discount on WhiteSpark for any of our products and service. It's uh, Bulletproof. Just use nice. Bulletproof and you'll get 10% off anything that you sign up for at WhiteSpark. Awesome. Well, Darren, you're, you're, uh, you're a gentleman for coming back on again recently. And uh, I know you kind of, like I said, you, you leaned into our mastermind. You've already been on the podcast once, but that was an amazing felt like we were, we were fire hosing people, which is the way, way we like to deliver value around here. Uh, yeah. It's just really giving people, they, they, can, they can review it. If, if they it can re-review the content, we, we don't slow down. But it was amazing stuff. I learned a thing or two here as well. And I, uh, I just, just thank you so much for uh, spending your time with us today, pal. It's a pleasure. Always love chatting with you, Peter. And thanks a lot for having me. You're welcome, buddy. Stay good. Okay. See ya.